This is the Be Helpful Podcast, where conversations with budding entrepreneurs prepare you for the wild journey of building a business or side hustle. I'm Boyata Bio, and this week we continue our conversation with Kevin Touch, founder of Middle Road Energy. In part one, we learned about Kevin's approach to entrepreneurship and the importance of his positive mindset and passion for being helpful. This week, we'll dive deeper into Middle Road Energy and talk tactically about how he got things going. For those who want to create a food or beverage business, this is a great one to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review letting us know what you learned. Let's get back into it. The Be Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Yensel. If you're looking for an easy-to-start side hustle with zero upfront cost, visit yensel.com. Yensel allows you to sell documents online. You can finally make money off of that spreadsheet that you made for your wedding or that travel itinerary you made for your last vacation. You can upload your documents and start selling in less than 10 minutes. Visit yensel.com to start your side hustle today. So let's talk a little bit about um, kind of getting to Middle Road. One of the questions I like asking every guest is, what was your first action? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, first action literally was designing a logo. Uh, that was that was it. <laughs> that was kind of my first action. I had a, a fat can, I had like a fat soda can, and eventually the can is now skinny. But I had a fat soda can. I was on my Canva and just said, "Well, let's uh, let's design a can." And then I, I was I didn't know how to do that uh, because I knew how to design, but I didn't know how to design a fat can with like a Middle Road Energy logo and. I knew it was going to be middle of energy. I mean, I, I could have done something with my name, but um, I can't. I know the trademark laws, and you, you can't do something like Midas Touch or Golden Touch because it's it's very high standards. So I wanted to do something a little bit more simple, and I wanted to do something, like I said, back to the middle. And I said middle energy. Mm-hmm. So the first step literally was design the can, and then after that was come up with the formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had zero experience. And so I had zero experience in – nutrition, uh, labeling, but all I remember is, as, as just as a person, right, just using common sense, you don't have to be an expert in everything. I don't have no master's or, or PhD in, you know, food science, but the one thing I did, I do have a PhD in is understand what tastes good and doesn't taste good. So I said, well, something I can't read on a label and of all the drinks I've had in my life, that doesn't have to be energy drinks. In fact, I think I've only had one energy drink before creating this one in my life. Um, I said, I can't read half the ingredients nowadays because oh, half these ingredients are sourced and it's like, what is, what is pink salt? I don't, I don't get it. So I wanted to create something really simple. So the customer, when, when they read it, he or she reads it, can read it and they don't have to question what is that. Now, if, if they do question it, then I'll answer it. But most of the time I just want to do something simple. And then after that was just caffeine content was real simple. I'm like 30 on the spot. Let's do 30, 35 tops because I knew just naturally the formula algorithm of a good a good drink would automatically be 100 milligrams caffeine, and here's why. Because when you have 30 milligrams caffeine, you're thinking, there's no way. How Where's the energy? Well, when your brain, think about it, when your brain naturally likes something or it's doing something, it's natural dopamine. And believe it or not, you're releasing natural energy through the good dopamine. That might be automatically, you might get 50 plus of energy right there, just through good energy because you're having a good time, good experience. You're feeling that clean energy through through energy, just, just chakras, I guess you could say. And when you add 30 milligrams caffeine, it's like having 80 milligrams, like a Red Bull of caffeine, 
but cleaner for you, and you're getting a good experience because you like something that tastes clean with no aftertaste, no 230, no hard exploding feeling, none of that crash and burn. Uh, that was the formula process I went through, and I said, well, I want this perfect. And now after that, it was just, you know, make sure we put a little bit of orange, black, and, white cherry, and blueberry juice in there, which would cut back on the sweetness to be health conscious, right? You don't want to put too much sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. After that really was just about adding your micro dosage of B12, zinc for immune support and a little vitamin C. And that's it. That's kind of, that was kind of my first actions, right? Just the, the bare grits of it to make a logo, put on a can, redesign the can with designers, and then make that formula, right? And that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. I patent that, make, make that IP. And uh, once I got that formula good, and I felt like it was sufficient in a plastic bottle. Now, remember, I'm in a can. Plastic bottle tastes completely different than a can. But if I felt it was good in a plastic, it was pretty good in a plastic bottle. Like, it'll be great in a can because the can holds more value and you can freeze it right in a, when you get it in a fridge versus plastic. It kind of just has that plastic taste. Uh, mm-hmm. This has a more clean, falling f- finish. And that's really what I've, I did to start off with. And after doing some testing, we, we just went through uh, approval and two rounds. It only took me two rounds to get the formula. And I knew it because I, I didn't add anything that was going to be crazy. I didn't add, you know, B9 or, or, or vitamin B2 or, or ribo- none of that. I don't have any of those I-isms, none of that. Most <laughs> of the ingredients have, have become from around the world, basically have been world renowned in terms of just simple things that have been on here on earth forever. Right. With a little bit of modern flair with the design, simple, just a road. It looks like a tongue in some cases. It's 3D. Went mm-hmm. with the math finish, made the middle road energy pop a little bit, but that's it. That's all I did, and that's that's really was my first bear crits of it to say, what do customers like? I think customers really will like a clean, finished formula with no aftertaste, and you know, not, none of these none of these ingredients you just can't read, or none of these added preservatives or added flavors that just make no sense. And once I got that down, at that point, it's just on me, right, to just you know start a business. That's just simple stuff. But yeah. the bear grits to answer the question without getting too long winded. Designed the can, formulated the product, made it simple, and then we're off for sure. Got it. So, so, so my follow up is. Okay, you've never worked in kind of this food science space. Mm-hmm. Who would you call to work on the formula? Or do oh, yeah, just that, that, you in your in your kitchen putting stuff together and then <laughs> calling? Like, how how did you actually do that part? I'm curious because I even if I ever thought about creating a food product, I know I would not know what on earth to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I can't, I can't do all that crazy stuff. I did not do anything in the kitchen. I, I had, a, I had a professional uh, formulation team called Power Brands, but I actually, I, I will say though, I did, I did my research just a little bit. I don't, I didn't put. You, you think I put a lot of research into the formula? I, I really didn't put a lot into it though. I let, mm. I let them do the work. Uh, I really just thought about everything I've, cre- you know, just like I said, storing. Every time you taste something, you store feedback. Your brain remembers that. You start getting sense and feelings. And because my my palate, I guess you could say, is very, uh, I don't like a, I don't like something strong. So I, example would be like a hard soda, or like a not, not so much alcohol, but like a hard I don't drink, but a hard soda, like say really sugary, you, you just feel like you're sluggish. So I, I wanted to say, okay, that's storage. I don't need to do that. Mm. Uh, also, if it's too light though, it's like, mm, so I wanted to do something in the middle. 
And I, I gave the team, I gave my formulation team, this is it. And they pretty much said that this is pretty on par with basically being a clean, functional beverage. Uh, yeah. It's an energy drink, but it's also functional, which means you could, if you want, so you can put it in. I had a buddy that put in some juice. You know, it's a good juice mixer or uh, if you wanted to go crazy, a good party <laughs> mixer, which is nice. But it, it has versatility. Uh, it has it has the flair in in, uh, in terms of an energy drink because, like I said, you'd be surprised with 30 milligrams caffeine plus the already good experience with natural energy with the pick me up. Uh, you'd be surprised that could last you. We had a customer had he tried one out uh, for his nine to five and it lasted to him till about five o'clock, hmm. and in fact even longer because you'd be surprised just because you're working through natural environment, right? Your, your environment to dictate around you what your energy levels are. But because he was working, he had a little pick-me-up, and he had a good experience tasting it. That could mm. last you eight, nine hours. It could power you through the day. And if he doesn't have, let's say let's say he doesn't have the best environment, it still can last you a solid six hours because the experience of the drink, because there's no aftertaste really, there's no crazy carbonation that's going to make you gassy or burpy or bloated, just keeps you going. I mean, you'll find that there's actual, it's actual value into what, not just what I'm saying, but to actually what the product is saying. Mm-hmm. And when the product really does offer clean benefits like that, and it's not, oh, it's always going to spark to, to the point where it's like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I just don't feel it or I'm not feeling it. Well, this is, this is it. It's that, it's that light refreshing, uh, but not too light. Pick me up. It's all subtle, but, it's a magic when when you have the subtleness, you don't you're not getting that crazy sugar load, and I think that's kind of what we did in formulation. We didn't want to have sugar to the point where it's too crashy, like the sugary gets too too sugary and gets like that sugary taste in your mouth. And we also didn't want it to be too light. So once we got that though, I was I was say I, I was kind of confident saying okay, well that's I'll take care of itself. I yeah. you just have to you know read the label ingredients obviously. The other thing that's unique about this is there's no limit. Really, if you're 10 years old, you can probably have this because there's less caffeine than a cola and, co- and coffee. So if kids are having coffee and soda at 10, they can have this 100%. I, in fact, at the expo, we had kids that are five years old that had no problem drinking this. They already have full energy. So if you give them this, sure, it'll boost them, but it's not going to make you go off the rocker. So it's it's great. It'll keep you. It'll still keep you balanced and fresh at any age, really. There's no limit, which is nice. There's a lot of drinks now. It's 18 plus or 21 plus, or it has too much daily. I think it's 400 milligrams caffeine is the amount yeah. for a daily person can take in caffeine. Uh, there's none of that. And there's a little green tea caffeine, which is nice. It's it's very subtle though. Everything is microdosed uh, to where you don't have to feel like you're extreme. It's all microdosage, and you think about it, all little microdosage of every little ingredient that you put in, it's going to add up. To believe it or not, the middle. Because if you yeah. put just too much in, it'll, it'll go, it'll, it'll crack the barrier of what's high, what's low, what's in the middle. So a little microdose of everything will get you that medium level, everything across the board. And that's what you want. You don't want something that's just going to be too low and just like a hit, or it's just like a quick hit and you just like, what happened? And you don't want something too high where it just hits you and it punches you out for a couple hours after getting an hour of burst. So that's right. what we did. That's how we formulated. It. That's how we started it, and you no, know, we did not use no kitchen. <laughs> we we kind of had a had a good uh, had a good base for sure, as, was, yeah. as they say. No, that, that that's awesome, man. And I, I I'm curious, based off of one of the things you said, that you you didn't do 
uh, too much research, right? And yep. and I know for for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, even kind of someone like me, you can quickly teether that line of you know paralysis by analysis, right? Mm. And so I'm curious about how you approach. Hey, I need to go with my intuition on this versus I need to do some heavy research, talk to a lot of people, you know, spend some time on this before I feel informed enough to kind of move forward. How do you approach that decision-making framework or process? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. That's a great question. Everyone, everyone has that. Of course, there's going to be times where we're all going to struggle with that. But at the same time, it's like the more you analyze things, uh, the more you'll start contradicting your own opinions and you're your worst you're your worst enemy sometimes <laughs> so i just i knew from a young age just just go into it right even if it well i shouldn't say young but even but even at my age i'm like you know what just go into it. what what's the worst that's going to happen someone's not going to like it and just it just me going into it i would say nine ninety eight percent approval rating so far on this uh at the minimum at least at the expo i would say overall it's been about a solid nine out of ten Nine out of ten, like the one out of ten, maybe just don't like an ingredient or something. But that's fine. You you, you realize that if you you still had nine out of ten, that's that's all you need. You don't have to get ten out of ten out of time. But that's that's the the analysis part, right? If you if you start analyzing numbers and you start analyzing statistics, you forget that life was built on intuition, hmm. right? Think about think about the the sailors and the Neanderthals and and all those people way back in the world, right? Back in the before Christ's era, you know, BC, they didn't have the technology, they didn't have the formula process, they didn't have the the luxuries we have now. What do they have to do? They have to think about this. They had, oh, you can't see, but you think about the the heart in their mind. They just connect those two things and they just go for it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's you have to be calculated when you start growing a little bit bigger and you do X, Y, Z in a modern world. But back then, they just went for it and they mm-hmm. just used their bare hands and they just they just, just dived in. They had no, they had no computer to back them up. They had no X, Y. They just go in there. It's like diving into a pool for the first time, right? You're naturally yeah. going to feel in an uncomfortable environment, right? Especially if you're in the deep end, you seem like there's sharks all around you, and there's, and, you know, dolphins there too. Maybe they're just intimidating. Even though they're nice creatures, they might be intimidating because they can swim so fast. They got good echolocation. You're just a regular person, right? But guess what? You start swimming in that water, you'll naturally adapt. Whereas if you start guessing and second guessing yourself, you, you you'll put yourself in a position where you're vulnerable, and you'll put yourself in a position where you're scared and can't fear mm-hmm. nothing. Right at the end, of the day, if you start fearing things, that's really what analysis paralysis is. Just it's fear. Right, yeah. you're, you're fear you're fearing that the analysis will take over. The odds are maybe not in your favor, and you just get back out. Now, there are certain things where you might have to back out. Let's say there's times where it's just like you have to really analyze this because it's a big thing, a big deal with people and you have to put trust in people. I understand if you back out one of those, you just don't feel, you don't feel the vibes are there. That's absolutely fine. But in terms of like concrete foundations and just getting the, the brux of it done, just go in, just go in, dive in, see what's up. Uh, even if, even if the odds don't may stand in your favor, like I said at the top, you can always find out that the 10%, the last 10%, you can always just, you know, fish your way into it. Because you showed up 90%. Whereas if you just show up 90% and you just figure, okay, I'll let the odds take over or, you know, the, 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 the analyzation of whatever X, Y, Z, your material working on take over, mm-hmm. it gets become a headache. And, and that's creates stress. Yeah. One of the biggest things I think a lot of people in this space is that they're too stressed out, too 
too worried about tomorrow. Uh, if it's not a good day, listen, if it's not there, if it's not there today, it, it still can be there tomorrow. Right. Mm. And that, and that's it. And if you get, if you take care of it within, I always say, you don't have to, I used to say, take care of it now, which is important. You still take care of it now, but now in this, in the business world, you have to be, you have to understand people too. Uh, I can't just go on my time all the time, right? People have busy yeah. lives. I used to be like that all the time. It's, it's got to be now. But now I give people a week. Uh, I give people one week, give them seven days to just settle it out. Let it marinate, right? Give the old formula of, of cooking a good piece of steak, right? Let it marinate, season it in the fridge. And then it's like, okay, I think we're good. I gave them a good solid five, six days. Let's talk then. Gives you some time, air out, any, any hash it out, little details. Let them analyze a little bit. But don't get anything more than a week because you start giving more than a week, then it's like, okay, well, what what happened here? But give them a week. You know, don't rush into it. Don't feel like you're – if you start rushing into it right away, they might think you're desperate. So you got to understand a little psychology as well. But if you don't if you don't rush it, you play it back, you play it cool, stay cool, don't don't crack under the pressure, which is easier said than done, of course, sometimes. But if you don't crack and just stay grounded, you'd be surprised what can lay at the end of the – at the. you can be surprised what lies ahead at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes at the end of the tunnel, you might get that handshake of saying, hey, we did it right. You know, because yeah. you gave me a time. We, we did a perfect plan because you didn't just force it in there and started throwing darts, hoping it would land. Sometimes you just throw one dart. That's all you need. Or some people, it's the opposite, right? 65 darts are thrown, maybe one lands. But sometimes it's for one person. It's just one dart. It landed. Great. Now we just have to figure out how we can do that again because not everything is going to be like that. But when you do get that one time, it just gives that momentum spark that can create you to better heights and better better opportunities for the road ahead. Whereas if you just don't feel like you're there and you just start to rush things and you sound desperate, it doesn't work. So you have to you got to understand a little bit of psychology to play this game, I guess, and also understand how the world works too. Because you're not the solar system. You're not the sun. Yeah. No one is the sun. Uh, no one is the solar system. We're all just little stars, and if we remind ourselves that we're just little stars in this universe, uh, we just need to connect with those little stars, and we can all gather around the sun one day and really respect that the sun is still going to be the sun, even if it's raining, even if it's cloudy, even the fog is there. The sun's out every day. It's just Mm -hmm. clouded by some rain or fog, and that's just like us, right? We're just little stars. Even at night, uh, the moon's out, but we're just little stars looking and respecting that. And always having that as a, uh, a mentor, right? The sun or the moon is a mentor. The little stars next to us, left and right of us, could be our friends or our potential clients. And you need to, you need to still respect that and respect the two different entities as the sun and a little client, for sure. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that popped in my mind um, as you were talking was the, the idea of fear and um, risk-taking, because that is the core of entrepreneurship. So I'm curious, what about entrepreneurship, if anything, are you afraid of? Oh, man, I don't, I don't really, nothing really, nothing really, really gets to me. Uh, Honestly, nothing really scares me at the end of the day. Uh, I would have guessed that based on what you said. (laughs) Yeah, nothing really, the only, obviously, I have certain fears, I just know lightning or you know nonsense like that but that's not really entrepreneurship that's just weather things like things i can't control right like mother nature you have to respect that that's different but like in terms of everything i can control there's nothing to fear i mean of course you're going to have days of course where it may not be there up to your standards but you realize that that's just part of the process and 
Yeah. There's nothing to fear. I mean, life, if, if, if life was, if, if you lived a life every day in fear, then you wouldn't understand what life is to begin with. And that's just, I think, the problem with nowadays in society is you see what's on social, you see what's on XYZ, and your, your brain thinks, oh, well, that's, that's where I got to be. And it just starts creating fearful thoughts and, and desperation. And once that sets in, it can get really rough. The seas become rough. Uh, there, there are days where sometimes I'll just intentionally challenge myself. I'll just like, you know what? I'll step up the intensity just on a, maybe not so much business, but maybe just a different area. Uh, maybe it's a workout. Maybe it's just going outside. Just little ripples in my mind. I'll just challenge my mind. Maybe it's playing a card game online and I'll put it on the highest difficulty. Just doing something like that uh, challenges me, but it doesn't fear me. And, and what it does is when, the, when you start doing those little challenges, you start to become immune to it. It's almost mm-hmm. it's like the immune system, right? The immune system, it's kind of funny we're doing this with the immune system talk because mm-hmm. kind of love what's going on right now. But um, <laughs> but the point is, like, when you're young, you're taught keep your hands clean, you know, all that. Of course, do that. But when you're young, uh, you also don't realize you don't, know what, you don't know what the fear. When you're a kid, you just go out there and do it. Uh, I never lost that. I guess you could say I never lost that, that five-year-old mentality. Just go out there and do it. Right, yeah. roll around, roll around the dirt, right? Because what's the worst that's going to happen? Yellow, dirty, but that builds character and it builds immune system. And in this case, it builds your uh, fear tolerance to be like, hey, there's nothing to fear. Now, there are things like I said, I do fear if it's if it's a bad deal. Let's say let's say a bad deal happens, like you, you get scammed or something. Everyone's going to get scammed once in a world, uh, once in a while. Excuse me. Uh, it may not so much be a bad scam, but you just you felt like you got scammed because it's. You know, maybe I, I scammed my energy that day. I just didn't feel it. Or maybe someone actually just gave you a bet. You just learn and you just go in, you go back on that horse and say, hey, let's get back up. It's just one thing. We'll, we'll make it. We'll get it back. Right. We'll yeah. get that back and we'll continue to push because it's the only way to live. I, I just can't. I can't see myself saying, well, I, I got to fear this. And then the next thing you know, the moment you fear it. You just you just screwed yourself because because the moment you fear it's like oh no my brain chemistry changes right because your brain is a is an incredible thing I don't I don't have the, the full study but yeah. when you do certain habits a day your brain understands and develops a routine so let's say you're you're doing this X Y Z you have the same mindset X Y Z it's consistency but if you change it whether it be for the better or the worse it changes and sometimes believe it or not it's, it's crazy but you think you're doing something better. Maybe you're putting more hours in. In the beginning, it might work. The short term, you might get the results, but in the long term, it might degrade yourself. So even just because it's you think it's better, it's not. May it may not be better. That's why uh, it's important to stay consistent, but don't be afraid of change. Right. So if you think if it's if it's yourself putting change in, that's fine. But if it's like uh, let's say something changed in, in in an ecosystem of what you're doing. Uh, you don't be afraid of it, but then you, that's where you say, okay, let's ask some questions, right? You, you start asking questions about just a couple, and once you get one or two questions in, you feel like it's good, you keep it. After those one or two questions, you feel like that change isn't good, you just discard it. Just don't do it, right? Just It's simple. No, don't feel like that change is going to work. We'll discard it, but maybe someone else wants to try it. You pick up the phone and say, hey, how did that go? Right. Right, if you're in a team situation. I went, well, okay, then teach me a little bit. Just learn. Just just observe. Don't say much. Just observe. See how they do it. If it's good, put it in your, put it in your playbook. Simple as that. It, it's crazy to think, but there's a lot of great things I could I – could, I, I remember one time, the first time I was doing um, 
old commentary, but I, I, I do commentary for my buddy. He does like some racing series. Uh, at first, I'm like, man, I, I, I love racing. I, I do. It's, it's one of my passions, but I've never done commentary. This is like three or four years ago. So I'm like, well, let me, let me, let me just see how I, I would fit. And I just learn. I pick up. I pick up on it. I do it, and it's something different. And I love it because yeah. I pick up on it. It's it's it's, it's abstract. But the abstract things sometimes, those abstract concepts, those foreign concepts where people will run from, you just go toward it. You go towards the fire. In this case, going towards the fire uh, and running through it is okay if you understand that it's okay for you. If it's okay for you, then you do it. And that's how you create no fear. But the one thing you do is, okay, I'm going towards it. I'm right there, but you never go through that fire. Then how will we ever know if there's a real positive or hypothetical outcome it's all exactly it's a hypothetical outcome there's no positive or no negative reinforcement it's just it's hypothetical until you go through it so once you go through that fire even if it burns you you, you still yeah. learn something no matter yeah. what yeah no i really like the i i really like the the mindset of you know you you win or you learn right that's really yep. kind of what it's about so i really i really do like that mindset um you know my last question before we jump into some of the quick hitters would be were there any surprises or misconceptions that you had as you started middle road energy? And now you're kind of sitting back and you're reflecting and saying, Hmm, that's interesting. Like this is a new thing that I learned that if you had asked me months ago, I would have not expected this to be the reality. Uh, I think the only thing I would say this is a tough one. I guess the only thing I would say that's a little bit different than what I first had planned was how long it, it really takes to get <laughs> real. It's two things, label review and just the uh, things you can't control. And this is a very patient game. I mean, it took me a long time. I mean, now 10 months, 11 months, a year, basically to some people is nothing for me. That's a long time. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize how long it takes to do federal things. Uh, you know, I can't control labor review. I can't control FD. I can't control any of that. Right? All I can do is just put in the work, the application, and you have to let it sit. Next week, we wrap up our conversation with Kevin Touch with a fun chat about AI and our fun quick hitter concluding questions. Don't forget to leave a review telling us what you've learned thus far and to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next conversation. Thanks for listening.